We live in a society that values appearance and buying stuff. Marketing has always been the grease that turns the wheels, but now with social media, brands are more prevalent than ever before. No longer restrained to billboards and magazine ads, we now think in terms of personal branding. And since we're not abandoning capitalism anytime soon, maybe it should be just understood and embraced. For Vice, I'm Grant Pardee, and you're listening to Entitlement, the social media ugh, hashtag brandcast. All right, intro. It has been introed. My name is Grant. Welcome to the social media ugh, hashtag brandcast. Uh, I will be your host. Uh, joined by vice contributor and uh, co-host Josh Androsky. Hi, hello. Hey, Josh. How's your uh, how's your brand doing today? Uh, honestly, I didn't check clout today per yeah. se, but overall, I feel like I um, it's it's there. I have one. Yeah, it's a uh, drunk guy or hungover guy. Yeah, that's a that seems right. I appreciate that you brought beers, so that kind of like makes it more casual. That is within my personal brand. It's either it's all caps when I'm drunk and yeah. no caps uh, yeah. during the day, unless I'm day drunk. <laughs> I I basically I'm glad you brought up cloud. I want to get my uh, blood alcohol content higher than my cloud score tonight. That's my <laughs> that's goal. goal. <laughs> that's my goal for uh, this half hour podcast. What perk do you get when that happens? Uh, my dad. Uh, Still disrespects me. That's, uh, that's oh, so he doesn't is. respect you less. Right. That's exactly right. We just stay okay. at the same level of disrespect. Uh, all right. So let's uh, introduce. We have uh, two guests that I'm uh, so excited about. Uh, first, uh, to my left, we have Mike Burns, the creator of At Dad Boner, and Carl Welzine, uh, who released a book called Power Moves. Uh, and uh, Mike also is a comedian and writes for MTV's Ridiculousness. Hi, Mike. Hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Ready to sell out. Yeah, that's right. Selling, <laughs> Selling out. out is the best. <laughs> that's exactly the subject that we're going in today. And also joined by Molly McIsaac. Oh, hi. A geek social media personality. She's been on Sci-Fi's Fangasm. She's extended her social brand. She's become a powerful voice for anti-bullying and body positivity. And uh, she also is the social media manager for upcoming app Parking Angels, which will. What, what is that? What is that about? Uh, it's a really awesome app that prevents parking tickets. So, aka, oh, shit. yeah, that's like prevents great. people from going homicidal all the time. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Let's get into it. Let's get into the meat of what we're going to talk about in this LA podcast. We are on brand for being young entertainment professionals working in the LA biz. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to, yeah. Let's talk about social media. Let's start with uh, let's start with Mike, and, and let's uh, we'll go from there. Uh, so, you know, you've you've talked about uh, at Dad Boner quite a bit, certainly in the release up to the book. But Dad Boner was a it was a pretty unique thing uh, in social media in that it was uh, a character uh, that was pretty uh, believable. He only followed mostly. He only followed brands like uh, Applebee's, right? And um, <laughs> you know. Uh, other things and he was a very believable but it was a storytelling device but tell us a bit about that um you know i look at that guy as being the embodiment of the middle of america you know he's the he's the median if you took uh, the whole piece and you split it right down the middle that is the guy that is the guy that you see in any bar you walk into yeah sitting at the end by himself with a budweiser trying to hit on the waitress but he's also uh, ever evolving to a certain extent. So he has a bit of you and me in him also. Like a lot of the shit he likes 
if you had a one of those uh, charts where the circles, uh, I'm sure the Venn diagram. Venn diagram. Thank you, Ow. Josh Androsky, for doing <laughs> drugs and remembering things. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, you, we would all fit into there, into yeah. into his circle at some point. So Carl is an interesting story, and I and I love that that's part of what defines him. Uh, but why did you choose to tell that story on Twitter? Uh, I, I tell you, and how did it start? Because now just, it's it's a success. It's been a success for a while. But how did it start? I I just it's kind of maxed out its potential. I think on Twitter, you know, Twitter is I think slowly dying to a certain extent. It it'll get. It'll get eaten alive just like Facebook has. Um, you, you can only grow so much. Uh, his followership and people may may have jumped the shark also, just like the the Simpsons. You know, it's, yeah. But how did how did you get those followers to begin with? What because it was you didn't tell anybody. You it was just like organic. This, yeah, it was just like I I think I could have pushed and gotten a lot more followers. I think I could have worked it all the way up to maybe half a million. Yeah, but I got up to about one hundred fifty thousand and. And that was where it peaked out. Now, I, I, well, what was that? What was that like initial? Like, how did those initial? How did people start finding out about like what is this weird thing? Uh, it's just essentially um, people with a lot of followers saying, "Hey, follow this." You know, yeah. Follow Fridays. A yeah. lot, of, a lot of follow Fridays when that was, yeah. you know, oh man, a remember thing that was Fridays, act, oh, that 2011. It was, was actually oh beneficial to yeah. you. A nice follow Friday from somebody, and all of a sudden, I look in my email, and bing, 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 and I'm like, "You, I just got like 57 new followers in the last two minutes, and yeah. then I'd go and look, and there would be someone on there that had 9,000 followers or 17,000 followers retweeted it, and it would burst from me having just 321 followers to you know almost 400 in a matter of minutes and and it just did that over and over and over again do you think people were drawn to it because it like do you think people knew it was comedy do you think people like were like well who is this like guy like i think there's a bit of a allure to it because it was is this guy real or not yeah um but I, I thought it was funny. You know, I, I wrote it, but I just I, I wrote it because it entertained me and I laughed yeah. at it like I didn't write it. Right. You know, I would go back and read things that I wrote and made this character do when I was drunk as shit, like completely blacked out. <laughs> and then I would go back the next day and read it and just be, oh, man, I made him do this. I made him shit in the kitchen. Yeah. And a lot of it stemmed from real life, you know, living with roommates and, and being, you know, half broke comedian and having this frivolous lifestyle that's all just jokes and one-upsmanship and uh and heavy uh, imbibement of alcohol and uh, marijuana and um people do dumb things and i would just be like oh man you just did you're just you're dave you're carl's roommate right now i'm like oh come on man I'm like no 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 you woke up in the fucking bathtub last night with your underpants on your head you're dave and that's going in there and because these were all things that either really happened to me or really happened to one of my friends, I think that made it more believable. Totally. And so that, yeah, it was definitely really funny. And, and people, I definitely think people were like, I for sure, at first you had that moment of like, with that first avatar that Carl had, it was like, is this guy for real? Because right. everything about it was so straight-faced. Right away it was very, you're, very straight-laced. But you're also funny on your separate individual personal Twitter account. Pizza Nachos Pizza 69. Nachos 69, which does not have the same amount of followers despite being the not same writer. Not at all. Why, but, so that's that's hashtag branding. I, I tweet, but I, I'm not active. I yeah, don't you're do not... that chit-chatty between people, and I think that that benefits. Does Car was Carl doing a lot of the chit-chat? No, he's never done that. Yeah, so he like he's never. like that. He's an interesting anomaly. Yeah, it was it was. I wrote it like a, I call it a fishbowl. You, know, you you just look in. 
you see the fish floating around. The fish doesn't talk back to you. Yeah. Let's talk to, I want to hear more about, so Molly uh, is also somebody that has played the internet game superbly and has a big Why, followership. You. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you've done it in a different way. Um, you have, obviously you're not playing a character for one thing. No, I'm just myself. Yeah. Um, and you, I, I, I was talking to you earlier of like, well, you were on this sci-fi reality show about, uh, it was fangasm. Yeah. Right? About people that are like super fans. And I thought, was it that, you know, is that what grew that a lot? But you were saying it, it was the other way around. Yeah. I actually got onto that show because I had such a strong social media following. And that's why I was selected is because they wanted somebody who was already known to kind of bring legitimacy to the TV show. Right. So I was selected because I had such an intense fan base already. How did that start, too? This is something that I'm just so curious in of, like, what gets that initial ball, like, rolling? Honestly, like, yeah. I was just a lonely homeschooled teenager, <laughs> and the, my only friends were on the internet because I lived in Alaska, and I just read fantasy novels and played Final Fantasy and talked to people on the internet, and it started in JavaScript, Pokemon JavaScript chat rooms and moved on to MySpace, and on MySpace, I was, like, way popular. I had, like, <laughs> I, had, like I was, like, scene queen. I had, like, 80,000 friends Whoa. on MySpace. Yeah, it was crazy. MySpace was so cool oh i miss my space so, so, so much you would just so good you just be like hey i love this thing yeah and then I other just, people would search for that thing and find I, you I, uh well my space i joined because my i was always had my i didn't have any like i said i didn't really have any friends so my only friends were online so i always had my finger on the like social media pulse like i started with like hot or not and oh god what was it before my space oh, yeah. it was called um hot or not. Friendster? friendster friendster yeah, yeah friendster. friendster yeah before my space so ever and i've always been on top of the social media game like if there's something new i I sign up immediately. I don't wait until it starts getting popular. I'm like, like I just signed up for one called Crushy, which is really awesome. Have not heard of it. It's am- I'll, I'll tell you about it later. It's really okay. good. But um, do you have do you have a lot of followers on all the different accounts? Yeah, I, I, uh, I do. Don't have any, but... Um, actually, one of the saddest things that happened to me was when the TV show started. I was kind of like the villain character because I'm really outspoken, and God forbid there be an outspoken woman on national tel- woman on national television. Oh, we can't have that. Oh no. No no no. Oh no. Uh, you know, I wasn't just a sexual object. I opened my mouth and didn't make sandwiches the whole time. So. <laughs> um, Can't have that. Nope. Real, no, I know. A real limpener. I know. I'm the worst. <laughs> but sometimes sandwiches are good. You would just make them for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't make them for anybody else. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah, yeah the message to all the young women out there, make some sandwiches for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Just, but do it, Own do it, it girl. for you, honey. Own it, yeah, girl. Absolutely. Anyway, um, yeah, but it was really sad because I had to delete my Facebook because I got raided by 4chan. Really? Yeah. My, my Facebook was like huge i had maxed out on friends and then i had like something like nine thousand ten thousand subscribers on my facebook and it was awesome it would get crazy but i, I couldn't post anything personal at all on my facebook it was how did like, you get mixed up with 4chan and, just, and also say what, what's 4chan for anybody that doesn't know uh, 4chan, 4chan is just the, the butthole of the internet 4chan is like everything that's terrible about reddit it's, yeah, but it's where it's Reddit, you know, has the terrible parts, but uh, 4chan is just everything terrible. It's, it's sort of like the primordial ooze of the Internet. Where yeah. Like, things come out of it that are good, but it's it's like this hot pool of garbage. Yeah, it's a lot of really bored 14 year olds who don't understand that their words hurt people. Yeah. yeah. So that's it's a pretty shitty place. I yeah. used to lurk on it when I was a lonely teenager. It was used to not be so bad it's pretty terrible now but but yeah so i had to i had to delete my facebook which is awful i have a new one and i have like 500 or so subscribers which happened over a pretty quick period but it was like one of the saddest days of my life to have to get rid of that but i have like um like 11 thousand something on 
Twitter. Not that that means anything, but I just I keep uh, my my fans or, or my followers. I don't really like to call them fans. My followers. I like to engage with them. And like my my biggest branding point is that I like to feel like I'm friends with a lot of these like awkward struggling people because I was awkward and struggling too. And so I like to have like a voice that they can look up to because I've never ever conformed or done anything for anybody but myself. So do you think of yourself as do you think in terms of like your like what is and isn't like your brand or things that you might uh, post that you feel, but you're like, ah, that doesn't really fit with kind of like the thing that I've been putting out. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, it's it's hard for me to talk about personal issues on anything because it it explodes and it's hard for me also like I'm a comedian as well as being you know an anti-bullying advocate and a body positivity advocate which are very serious issues that should be discussed but I, I can't have self-depreciative humor without like a bunch of people just like jumping on me about it because they're like you know I'll be like oh I can't get a boyfriend because blah 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 and then they'll be like oh my god no everyone should love you and then there's like a resounding chorus of that I'm like you guys it's called humor <laughs> oh so like you've set up this like kind of safe space for like lonely people that uh, perhaps teens that like feel uh, uh, ostracized yeah and then they see that as like Oh, but it, it, if it could happen to you, it could happen to me. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's, it's, the armor. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's hard for me. I've had to actually like adjust my humor a bit to be more topical or like more mainstream, I guess, to not be so like because I have a very self depreciating sense of humor. Thank you, Scottish father. But <laughs> uh, but it's it's harder. Um, it's not the same when somebody else says it. Yeah, yeah. Because I think a lot of a lot of these like like young younger kids especially see see like this person that they look up to. And are like, oh my god, they're having a bad day. And when I'm having a bad day, she says nice things that make me feel better. So I'm gonna make her feel better. But I'm not really having a bad day, you guys. <laughs> Do you guys uh, open to everybody? This question ever feel weird sometimes about like how much you live on the internet, how much you are living vicariously through Carl or through connecting with the, uh, you know, being the scene queen or just sort of in general? Oh, I feel I feel really weird sometimes. I feel like I actually I briefly dated a dude when I first moved to LA, and he when we broke up which was it was very brief but when we broke up he told me he couldn't handle how much i broadcast like our life onto the internet and i had yeah. and i have to actually i have to warn that people of that when i start dating them i'm like you're going to be like part of my online identity that's just that's just how my life works i i take pictures of everything i talk about everything and you're going to be a part of that and he he could not handle it he he said he was okay with it when he started dating but the actual reality of it was just too much for him so i'm actually pretty lonely because of that <laughs> so it, it does suck sometimes but at this point it's like my career i can't really i can't change the way that i live do you uh, find that uh, that the things that you were doing for yourself, just like as a person that was looking for friends and connections uh, on your social stuff, uh, when you're translating that to working, you know, professionally in social media stuff, like is it like the same principles or is it like a different thing? Like, because it seems like, you know, and, and uh, all sorts of, um, you know, there's so many like uh, examples of really embarrassing corporate uh, Twitter or Facebook accounts trying to like shoehorn themselves into the conversation when it's not oh, necessary. Yeah. Too many memes. Yeah. All the memes. Just uh, like, just it's like an alien trying to be in a human's body of like, is yeah. this how you guys talk? Uh, it's uh, <laughs> July 4th. Did you want to be talking about Kellogg's? Like, what do you know? Like, it's I not feel, why people yeah. are interested in this. What are you talking about? I feel like, I feel like honestly, uh, because I'm 25 years old and I was raised with social media, it's like, it's like second nature to me. Like I just understand what works and what doesn't work. And it's 
very hard for me sometimes to explain what works and doesn't work because I just I just understand it like inherently. Yeah. Like it, it feels like as easy as breathing to me. So like I've <laughs> I've made it my day job. I've done social media branding for a couple of, of like startups and companies that had none before that like I used to do social media branding for a tech company that sold cables. It was the most boring thing on the world, but yeah. I got us 10,000 Facebook fans like, you know, it's just something that is easy to me. It's like, hey, hey I know how to do. Yeah, this. exactly. It's what like, do you yeah. mean, oh, man, you don't know. How to, yeah. You don't know how to. Uh, it, it makes me feel job it on makes the me feel like a wizard and I like feeling like a wizard I see I think that that specific thing is our generation's biggest fuck you to the baby boomers uh, they set up a world in which we uh, became adults and there were no jobs and then we invented this thing that <laughs> might prove to be complete bullshit like uh, that that they are obsessed with like it might be like 10 years from now there might just be no Twitter or Facebook, but right now, so. all of us young people have completely conned them into giving us high-paying jobs <laughs> because we're like, yo, old man, we know how to get people to talk about you, yeah. and it may or may not lead to more sales, but in the meantime, it's popular. Yeah. You do see, like a lot. I feel like half the people I know in LA or just in general are working in some capacity in social media because those it's the are, only place to get a job. Exactly. Those are the only jobs that are there and you are very valuable because you are a wizard <laughs> compared to people that are that are so old world thinking of just like maybe we give them a free t shirt. They're like, you don't even get it. You don't you I don't know how you got this job, but you fundamentally don't understand the internet. Oh yeah, like I just came to a compromise with my boss. We're we're going to do this, but he he's convinced that bridge blogging is a good idea, where you like go What's stand on like an overpass and you like hold a banner, and what? with like your company on it. it That's gets, just a billboard. That's, That's not a yeah, billboard. Except, except it's like you don't have to pay for the billboard. It's legal to just like go hold a banner over a bridge in L.A. So we're gonna go do that. So I'm actually exiting the internet for the real world for some. Social media. That's amazing. Well, at least that's real. <laughs> at least yeah. that's something that you're going out and doing. You know that, as opposed to. But that's just like he's he's that sounds he, fun. Yeah, I mean, you're, he's, you're, he's you're a, out there doing it. He's older than me, so it's like that. That's the sort of marketing that he understands. See, I never touched the internet. I was never on the internet until I went to college. Mm. Wow. Yeah. God. Yeah, I'm 38. So there, no one had the internet. Like some people had AOL, yeah, or whatever, or or, or some there was something before Earthlink it. and. Do you remember what the I first? I have no idea what they were. Like I didn't like the rich kids had them, had the dial up, had dial up, mm-hmm. and they had the internet, and yeah. I just had no clue what that was. Do you guys remember what was the first thing that you went to on I, the internet? The very oh, first place that you went for I me, know. it was SpaceJam.com. The very first thing that I went to was branded content. I don't. I went to. Uh, some board that had all the David Letterman top 10 lists on it. And I, I did, I, this, I'm in a, a freshman at Michigan state university. I have no clue what the internet is and I don't know where this con where this stuff is, but I know if I type in David Letterman top 10 lists in this search thingy, all they all come up from somewhere. I'm like, where do these come from? Who put these here? Is this like the university? Do they own some sort of computer <laughs> database? It's a, it's a series of that has these things. Is that Dogpile? No Back idea. Dog oh, Alta Vista, no man. Alta Vista. Yeah. Uh, I, I, re- I went to. I downloaded um, horse jpegs onto floppy disk drives <laughs> that was my first were you a horse girl oh yes oh yeah of I course i was now. look I can, of course, yeah i had yeah. like the long hair down to my butt girl with purple hair of course you were a horse yeah girl. I, I was about? a horse girl <laughs> uh, i i know i after a, a a very drunk night and an extensive ego search where i just looked for my name uh i i followed google all the way to the bottom of the well 
and there's two things and I can't decide I can't see like what the day was but I know it was in the same year so the first like the first time I appear on the internet is one of two places one a mystery science theater 3000 oh, just yes. transcript site <laughs> that I like commented like this is great uh, or uh, the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels uh, a GeoCities page, that's great. and I signed the guest book. <laughs> that's awesome. amazing. Oh yeah, that's a good choice. I, Signing the guest boy. book and um, and internet message boards. Those were like the Facebook and Twitter oh, before yeah. we knew. He's not your boy journal. toy. Yeah. Live journal. He's I, not your boy toy. I played that song uh, to welcome me into a manhood at my bar mitzvah. That yeah. was the post that's like ceremony. Go into the party. That song played as I made my. That is fantastic. That makes, you, that makes me love you even more. There's Thank this. You. If you Google me and you go for far enough down the Google well in my name, like the Elfwood account that I started when I was like 13 is still there, which was like a fantasy. It's like a fantasy art website. For some reason, it's still up, and I did like crude anime drawings of elves from Lord of the Rings, and thought <laughs> I was an amazing artist. If you Google my, oh god, everybody's gonna do this now. If you Google my name and go for far enough down the Google well, you can find it. And I don't know how to delete it because I don't know my login it's like it's just there forever and i don't know why that website's still up Elfwood. <laughs> but at least it's not like two elves kissing a horse oh well all of my or dirty fan it? fiction is under a different name so nobody can find Smart. that yeah yeah but there's i mean there's some filthy fan fiction of me having like sex with trunks from dragon ball z <laughs> it's you having the the sex oh obviously does yeah. the name but you I mean, like I, I wrote her as a different name but it was me sure it would be yeah. hilarious if you used a pseudonym to say like molly and trunks like <laughs> you using a pseudonym wrote about your actual name oh i had like amazing sentences in that too like uh she looked at him with a butter melting smile <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. That's how that's how seduction works when you're 13. Let in the me morning. melt your butter. <laughs> I'm pretty sure though that's how uh, <laughs> melt your butter. What's that movie that's uh, coming out? Fifty Shades of Grey was uh, just like uh, a fan uh, fiction uh, on uh, some uh, weird forum. It was for um. Wait, was Twilight, it for real? For Twilight. Yeah, so I mean, it was like that same she, thing. She, I th- so she weird. wrote some fan the fiction. There's a, the there's a couple books. There was like one chick. I forget what it was, but she was like a really famous fanfiction.net author, and then she wrote this book that's basically just her fan fiction with the names changed. It was a Harry Potter fan fiction, and she just like changed the name in her fan fiction made into a book Gary <laughs> <laughs> oh man I uh I just like, talking about this reminded me uh I used to play online RPGs oh, before there the MUDs was... yeah oh but... my god yes yeah, I, I played so many MUDs do you know what these are nope okay so old <laughs> before like World of Warcraft imagine World of Warcraft uh-huh. but before the internet could sustain that sort of like graphic load like yeah. that much memory coming at you uh it was just text. Yeah, essentially, Carl wow. and Dad Boner is this pretty but you much. Were, but you were ba- you would role play as a character that you'd create or or just and write take what from, happened, and you would just be like, you know, you'd put asterisks around it, and then be like, he goes, I go, and take the drink from your cup and yeah. spit it out and say hello. Wow, and you'd be, you know. Starting a conversation and and, and in like a weird someone way. someone would like create this world and then it'd be like you go into a room uh you, there are exits to the north and west and you would click like W and go to the west yeah yeah it was basically like wow. like a very primitive AI dungeon master 
kind of it was amazing i used to oh my god i played the crap out of those and then when it got more sophisticated and people started doing like the chat room role-playing things on yahoo chat oh that's what i was talking oh about. oh no yeah. we're talking about like muds which were like you had to like enter prompts it was like a game oh, but it was yeah. like yeah, yeah, no yeah, no yeah, yeah. see i had one of the most popular taverns on yahoo chat rooms back in the day yes, was, that's what i was talking <laughs> about it was, yeah. it was called the phoenix tears tavern and inn run by my ice mage asta oh, wow. yeah oh man you so you were playing the game yeah i, I was on <laughs> aol <laughs> playing like, those taverns. Mike is just staring at me. He's like, "What a fucking nerd!" <laughs> no, I, ju- I just—it's fascinating to me. Like the, the generational—it's uh, so—it's so close yet yeah. so far. <laughs> like I mean, to be yeah. fair, I think that the three of us probably delved into like the, the like the deep underbelly of the internet. Yeah, I don't think that like most when you're a lonely people, kid. Yeah, that's, that's definitely where I was finding my uh, yeah. Like this is like back when the internet was like the wild going. west yeah. and before right. the normies invaded. Well, Absolutely. I I like the accessibility of of being able to look up things that I need to look up. But I, right. Other than that, I don't like the internet. Like I don't, I don't want to waste time on Facebook and I do it. And I look at it every day, like yeah. three times. And mm-hmm. I, every time it's, it's just for a second, but that second turns into 25 minutes. And then I'm like, why did I look at this? All the things I did before this existed were so much better. I was out doing something, and why? What is the benefit to me as a human being to look at any of this? Is it is it educating me to an extent? Is it making me a, a more rounded person, or is it just wasting time? I think it's the. I think part of it is like oh, you're getting to know people. You're consuming information because for me, Facebook, Twitter, a lot of it leads to news stories, links to yeah. You, uh, you start going yeah, yeah, and so like I am reading stuff. Like I'm learning. It's right. not just like I'm looking at pictures of food the whole time. Uh, but then I think that uh, on the other side, there is there is sort of a um, sort of uh, strange and and almost sad, but more uh, uh, like ulterior motive thing where there's like a. Like when you go into a casino and you hear the ding, 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 and you get the colored lights, yeah. you feel that because you're like, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, oh, I had a bad day. I feel lonely. And all of a sudden, you're either doing like the schadenfreude of looking at people that were mean to you having a bad day and going like, oh, good. Or you're like, no, you know what? I'm friends with this person. And look, they're with a dog. That's cool. Yeah. Like it makes you feel nice. <laughs> or, or you're up late, blackout drunk, and mm-hmm. it's four, and you're still going. Yeah, you just throw something out on on Twitter and see if it sticks, and then hey, then and that's when you get in a conversation with people. That's yeah. The only time that I ever do that is like, oh, well, there's six people I know still awake. I don't know what they're doing, but it's probably something similar to what I am. Yeah, and in that capacity, I would have just been by myself and and enjoyed my own thoughts and watched a movie, and now. I'm, why? Why do I need to talk to you, Josh Androsky, about how much I've drank that night? <laughs> I well, I, I find that Twitter, for me, I'm, I'm still evolving how I use Twitter, and right now what I see it is, is it's my notebook. Yeah. It's like my joke book. I'll try. I'll just slap things out there on that. And the it's a joke book that you can't uh, misplace. That's exactly what I do. I can never yeah. misplace it. Exa- yeah. That's exactly what it Before is. Before I yeah. go on stage, I go to my Twitter. Yep. Yeah. And Until like, the right, internet what becomes do I have? sentient. What can I extrapolate on? You grew up in um, Alaska, correct? Mm-hmm. You just shoveled some watermelon in your mouth. We'll just call mouth. that out so that it's not <laughs> awkward. Do you? Uh huh. I'll just chew it in the microphone. Mm, was it? Was it? Uh, were, were you by a lot of people, or was it? Is oh no 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 no. So that that make that makes very much yeah. makes sense why that you became so immersed in it. Oh yeah, was I that, was. I lived at the end of a gravel road, 
in a town of like 6,000 people on a bluff and I was homeschooled. Yeah. And uh, I used to, before anything else, like uh, Pokemon JavaScript, JavaScript chat rooms. I still know some of the people that I met in those chat rooms when I was like yeah. 11. And that's the great thing about yeah. the internet. I, you know, I grew up in a pretty remote town in Ohio as well. And that was like, you could like at least have access to the things that you liked that kind of like gave you pleasure and that would maybe like connect you to other people right. as well. Yeah. It's really evolved interestingly for like lonely teenagers too, because things like Tumblr and stuff make yeah. them feel like they have a place. I would have killed for like actual communities for the weird <laughs> stuff I was into when I was an awkward teenager. Yeah. Great segue. Final question as we uh, approached uh, landing this. Um, could hear the wine drinking. Yeah. Uh, on brand, I am on brand. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, uh, uh, I want a uh, question for the table. Um, what would you say are three brands that defined you when you were young uh, that still kind of shape you today? And we'll start with Molly because she was just mentioning Pokemon. Oh yeah, just everything nerdy. Um, I'm trying to think like what tattoos I have. Uh, Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon and Pokemon were like two things that I made a lot of friends through. Yeah. And uh, like, I don't know, it's not really a brand, but I guess just like Japanese fashion. Yeah. I met a lot of people through like Japanese fashion live journals and stuff. Yeah. So, and that's like why I was like the weird MySpace scene queen and why people probably still pay attention to me today because I wear weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just fascinated by how this stuff shapes you. For me, uh, we'll start with uh, the, uh, the Buffalo Bills, which is on my hat, mm -hmm. which uh, I like to wear as a emblem of my classy garbageness. It's your crown. It's my crown of uh, white trash and can't escape it. Uh, uh, loyal till I die. Um, and uh, Sega video games and Weezer. So overall, when you put those three things together, you get a chronic <laughs> failure. <laughs> <laughs> so that th those, I would say, are three strong brands that uh, define me. What about you, Mike? Uh, I would say uh, uh, Air Jordan. Very, very, very important to me. It still is. Uh, there is very, there are very few things that I love more in this world than a fresh pair of Air Jordans. And that's been since I was a fifth grader. You know, it's one of those things where your parents are like, you'll grow out of this. I'm like, no, I'll still buy a fresh pair and lay in bed and just breathe it in like it's an oxygen mask because it still smells the same. I love them that much. Um, Taco Bell. Always been a huge fan of Taco Bell. Yeah. I, 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 Hell yeah. I actually. Because of the food. I love that shit. I love it. And I always have. And when I was a little kid, it was expensive. Taco Bell was mm -hmm. a higher end it was. fast food. And my parents would get me McDonald's. But. I, the rich kids would get Taco Bell, yeah. and then Taco Bell became cheap, and I would just consume it by the fucking, you know, bucket load when I was a high school kid, and I could <laughs> they didn't drive. Even sell buckets, we'll and show them. Yeah. High school, you get drunk as shit, and you go to Taco Bell and just eat until you want to fucking vomit, and then you go back <laughs> to the fucking party. Yeah. And I still love Taco Bell. So that's uh, pretty bleak. Yeah, um, and hip hop. Okay. Um, I'd say like Ruthless Records, um, and uh, like Def Jam, like. Yeah. Very, very important things to me. Like hip hop music is my classic rock. Even though I love metal and I love uh, uh, classic rock a, a great, great deal, um, what I grew up listening to and what I have the best memories of being a teenager and a child are listening to new hip hop cassettes that came out. And I went to Camelot Music in the mall and like the new Ice Cube, like America's Most Wanted. Like I remember buying the first time he had an album out that was separate from NWA and how yeah. cool that was and how different it was from NWA that I'd already loved. And I was still listen to that. 
you can get in my car right now. There are the and in my six disc CD changer, <laughs> there are mixes that have all of those songs sprinkled throughout them that I listen to constantly. It's funny too because I think if you guys have just if I just saw on a sheet of paper you guys listing those things, I would probably imagine people that looked basically how you guys look. Interesting. <laughs> uh, and Josh, uh, and I feel like to go along the same thing. If you saw these on a sheet of paper, you would see me. Uh, the WWF Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking uh, <laughs> specifically like Mick Foley, yeah. uh, uh, Looney Tunes, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Timeless. Totally. And, uh, SpaceJam.com, bro. SpaceJam, dude. I was right there. Uh, and episode. Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. So, yes. Absolutely. Cartoons. Like, I am a living cartoon <laughs> character. That's totally Me too. Yeah. High five. Yeah. 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 Like you guys I'm are. The anime. I'm an anime You guys anime are character. Gem and, um, and He's Dan my hologram. single hologram. Yeah. He is like He's a- the hologram. He is, the, yeah. he is a glitter flake. A hologram? <laughs> the Josh I am Gem and you're a glitter <laughs> flake. hologram. There you go. <laughs> All right. There well, thank is. you guys so much for being here. Uh, this was the first edition of the social media- Ugh. Hashtag Brandcast <laughs> on the Entitlement Podcast. Hey, uh, if you want to contribute to the next episode, we'll talk about your brand. Use hashtag Brandcast. Include the word ugh in there. We'll talk about your Twitter. Uh, thank you very much for listening. My name is Grant Party for Vice. Thanks a lot. Bye. We did it. Bye. Bye. Bye.